0: For understanding, we are to love for enlightenment. We ask so Father, that you come in, in a new way, a way of unveiling your mind unto us, that every veil in our eyes may be removed. Encounter us once again as you did to Paul on the road to Damascus. Turn us around, O Father of glory, from evil to good. Cause our understanding to be focused on thee and thee alone. Sharping us so that God who can be enthroned at the appointed and the right moment in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. All right, so from that to Revelation 20, actually tonight we want to be dealing with uh, a look on the lake of fire or the second death, and this may be concluding the aspect of the issue of uh, eternal torment. And by the grace of God, next week we enter a discussion on total restoration or reconciliation, as the case may be. Hallelujah. Now, reading from Revelation 20, from 10 to 15, there are a few things we need to observe. The Bible tells us about those who are cast into the lake of fire, the devil, the false prophets and so on and so forth hell and death were cast into the lake of fire but let me just try to find out something from you if you are truly following what you read in this book let's look at verse 11 and I said, great white throne how many understand we described the great white throne last week and you should remember that great white throne we discussed that last week in relation to the book of Daniel how many of you can still remember okay praise the Lord Okay, now I just want to find out something. I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose sees the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. I just want to find out something. What do you understand by this? The earth and the heaven fled away from the presence of you that sat upon the white throne.
1: Remember, we have the
0: concept of the white throne, which I was taught when I was younger in the faith as well. Now, the white throne is when everybody lights up to receive judgment based on the thing that he or she has done. Hello? You know, I don't know. I'm not sure there's any new converts in this place. Everybody has been a Christian some years back. <laughs> yes, these things are not supposed to be new to us. It's just that we're defining the concept. A shift in our paradigm. So, what exactly do you imagine is the scriptures talking about? The Bible says the X and the heaven fled away from the presence of You who sat on the throne. How can we interpret that? Can somebody please help me? I don't want to find out if you are following these teachings, uh, whether you are getting the keys to this understanding of what we are dealing with. Can we? Oh hallelujah! The eggs and the heaven fled away. Now, if the concept of heaven is what it is, and right now we find that the heaven itself is being presented before the white throne, and is being or taken away or being or is cast away, whichever it is. How does heaven look like? What is heaven then? Which one is being fled away or cast away and so on and so forth? How do you reconcile? What do you understand? Yes. Yes, sky, right. Okay, so even if you want to say empty space, the sky fled away and the earth fled away. How do you reconcile that? And even as the sky, you may be raptured into as well. So if the sky is fled away or escaped from the presence of the throne, What do you find left? Can anybody tell us? Okay, let me help you. The Bible says, As we bought the image of the ugly, we shall to bear the image of what? Of the heavenly. You see, those are are ugly, they are carnally minded. Are you listening to that? Praise the Lord. So to be carnally minded is death. Are you following that now? Alright, the Bible also tells us in Ephesians 2 that there is a power that walketh in the children of disobedience. The power of the prince of the air which is the heavens as well. Are you listening to this? Okay, so two things are operating in your life. You are currently minded and spiritually you are dead. By that I mean walking in your life that are not God's spirit. And now you are a carrier of heaven and earth in this dimension. So that when you come into God's presence, those things which are not godly may be taken out of your life. Now listen to this. The Bible says in Ephesians 2 verse 7 that we are sitting together with Christ. where in the heavenly places. Are you getting that? Okay, now remember again the Hebrew what the Bible says, is going to shake the heavens and the earth. So you must understand what is shaking. You must understand what will go away. You must understand what is there that God cannot allow to remain in His presence. That is the earthly nature and your spiritual understanding that is not heavenly in terms of God's perspective. Are you listening to this? Praise the living God. Your carnal thinking must go. That is why they cannot stay in God's presence. To be carnally minded is that are of the earth, they are happy. As upon the image of the earth, you also bear the image of what? Be heavenly. That's what he's talking about. So when you bring your, your heavenly consciousness which is not right with God, are you getting that? Into God's presence because you are a carrier of both your thinking and your attitude that makes up your heaven and your heart. So you are a carrier of these things, and you come into God's presence, and they cannot abide in God's presence. The Bible says they fled away, and there was no place found for them anymore because this is the final thing in the life of man. By implication, by the time you come into the presence of God in the throne or on the throne, which you call the lake of fire, you will no longer come back to inherit canon or disrupt heavenly perspective about who God is. Is it us? That's why the Bible says the sea gave up the dead one sea. I don't know if I explained that. Maybe let's begin to read from the outline. I will make you see that. Because people do not understand, when any time you read about earth, you see the earth here, there is tree, there are mountains, and then you read about heaven, or anytime time the word heaven is mentioned, you look up into the sky, or you think about where God is. There's nothing wrong with that. But if that is the case, how come heaven is going to fly away, and where will God be? Hello? So we need to understand the concept of the Bible. We need to understand the language of the Bible. And that is why we are going to have some definition of terms. So that we can understand what God is saying. And then we can be able to apply that in the course of the study of the word of God. Amen. So the heaven and the earth must do what? Fly away. Hallelujah. Now, if you look at chapter 32, you're going to find the same principle. Uh, Moses was speaking and he said, Hear, O heaven, and hear, O earth. Now, you don't imagine Moses addressing the physical arts. Neither no, no, was he talking to heaven where God was dwelling? But he was talking of the hierarchy of man.
1: The heavens
0: in Jehemiah 32, verse 1 and 2, speaks of the priesthood. Who were ruling Israel. They were in the heavenly places controlling Israel. The Levites. Now the earth are the generality of the Israelites who were following the destruction of the Levites. These are the heaven and the earth that Moses was talking to. He wasn't talking about the earth. Very fine stones and crude oil and things like that. Praise the living God. Now let's move on here. Okay, so we've read that before. That is looking at something. Now, let me give you another quiz again. I mean, that we, you can be able to answer this. It doesn't require any revelation. Let's look at um, verse number 14 of Romans, I mean, Revelation 20, verse number 14. He said, And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second day. Now, my question is, what is second date? Huh? Second date. Okay? Say the casting, yes. What is second date? Just read that passage from me and then tell me. Give me an answer there. I know I'm asking you this. There's a need for you to begin to understand certain things. What is second date? Verse 40. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. You want to see something? Just read the thing. Yes. What the find? Is, what is second day. Read the thing. and tell me what is it. That is the definition. Let me read it loud to you. So you're hearing. Look at it. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second day. What is second day? result purification. your vacation. I just want you to give me the word directly from the way it is in the scriptures. The lake of fire. Is that right? Any other thing? It's so simple. Casting into all the lake of fire is what? Second death. So, you can say second death is equal to lake of fire or lake of fire is the word? Second death. Are you getting it? Okay, can I still pursue you a little bit further? What can you imagine to be the first death? Yes? That is sin and trespasses, okay? Yeah? Now, listen to this. I want to have an understand it tonight. I think this is a little bit better. If second date is the lake of fire, what is the work that second date is supposed to do? What is it supposed to do? Yes? It's to purify. So what was the first death supposed to do? The first death. Now we'll be able to enable you to know what the first death is. The two deaths are supposed to be doing the same thing. But one is that you fail to partake in one, so you have a second one. So what was the first death supposed to do? If you experience the first death, yeah? Good. First death was supposed to prevent you from second death. So what was supposed to prevent you from second death? Yes? Yes, first death to prevent you from second death. So, what was first death was supposed to do? Well, man said, it was not purified. Now, what is that supposed to mean to you? That is, what death do you understand by first death? So, what was supposed to be the uh, you don't enter second date? The Word of God? Christ? Yes. Yes. You are all right. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, now you are all right. Listen to me. It is the death of Jesus. That you partaking the blood of Jesus, grace of our world, all all righteousness Those have the first death. So, second death is what lake of fire. So, when you reject salvation, you end up what in lake of fire. But both of them end up in one thing, purifying you. Is it clear to us? So, first death is not when you are buried in the grave. If you see how the Bible interprets itself. Did you follow this? <laughs> You're looking at me like I'm blind. to her. It's alright. Is it clear? Are you getting that? So when you say fourth date, you can say, well, like she was trying to say, dead in transference and sin, but something broke you out of that. Are you getting that? What brought you out of that? The work of the cross. So that's your fourth date. So if you experience the salvation actually in Christ, You've partaking of force, you're Therefore, the second death has no power over such an individual. Are you getting that now? Okay, that is to say, if you are saved in Christ, you don't have any need to explain what? Second death, which is what? The lake of fire. Is it clear to us? Hallelujah. Now, you see, once you have this key, the Bible becomes simple and easy. Is it clear? Hallelujah. So, because what I was told when I was young is you die and you know, you resurrect again and then they judge you and then you die again. Mama, is that correct? Yes. (laughs) That's what we're taught. You die first, you know, then on the trumpet everybody resurrected and you face the judgment and then you find condemned again, and then you die again—that second death. That's not what the Bible says. That's not what the Bible is saying. So, first death is your partaking of the resurrection or the sacrifice of Christ, and the second death is when you fail to partake in that, you find yourself where in the lake of fire. And I'm going to make you see something that actually, lake of fire is not necessarily meant for unbelievers; it is meant for Christians. And I will shock you. But the Bible will prove itself. Let's read on now. In reading the Word of God, extreme care should be taken not to interpret personal opinions based on popular opinion and human theological concept. We must understand that God's Word is spiritual and should not be. First Corinthians 2 verse 14 says that. Amen. Let us therefore consider a few things based on the above scriptures, especially what the lake of fire is. We have already explained before now that fire in the Bible is generally symbolic as God's cleansing, pur- purging and purifying for correction what? Deliverance, like we find in Malachi chapter three verse two, remember that? He said he will sit as what? A refiner's fire. Can you still remember that? Okay, praise the Lord. We also find in Exodus chapter three verse two. We find the burning bush of Moses. Is it clear? There was a burning bush when Moses was to be delivered and sent to Egypt. Okay, now in Mark chapter nine verse forty-nine. We also said the Bible said we should be sorted with what? With fire. And at first Corinthians 3, verse 15, the Bible says, our works should be destroyed, yet we can be saved as by what? Fire. Are you getting that? Okay. In all scriptures where the word is used, this symbolizes God's different degrees and spheres of correction. But the end. Point of all this is bringing the experiences of those so evolved towards to maturity. Hallelujah! Did anybody follow what I said? there? now I want to state again that God's Word is Spirit and should not be interpreted carnally, based on popular opinion or what somebody has said. You need a revelation of God's word to be able to interpret God's word accurately. Is it clear to us? I want us to understand this. So it is not the issue of you are educated. It's not the issue of you've gone to school. It's not the issue of you have a theological degree. That is what makes you a good interpreter of God's word hallelujah. You see, the same word you receive can be currently interpreted and you die because of the way you live instead of giving you life. Okay? It is just based on the way you interpret the word. Praise the living God. And this is what has led so many people to go extreme in some the things they think they are holding on to. Which you feel is the truth. Which our next end is not actually the truth. Just like the one we're considering. You talk about fourth death and second death, they're going to tell you, when you when you are born nine months and then you live up to about eight years and you die, and that's your fourth death, and then you come out, and then they judge you, and then you die again, that's your second death. That's no Bible. God is not dealing with all of those things. If on the day you die, it's not the day you die. You died before you died. I, I'm, not, I, I'm not making sense to you. You first die before you die. It's not the day you are buried in the cemetery. That's when you die. You, as long as you don't know Christ, you are already dead. That is to God. That's why Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. Let's understand the Bible language. So that we can speak like men. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. We're discussing something this afternoon with my wife. You see, we have come to a point where we're not actually applying the scripture to our own understanding. And so we live like every other man. For instance, if you are believed, how do you behave? We tell you the amount of God's word in your life. And what you believe about what has happened to that individual. Because if the Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians that you need not to mourn like the unbelievers who have no hope, it means we have hope that that individual has a place in God. So there was no cause to do what tomorrow. mourn. Or if you see Christians wail and cry and put on black clothes and other. that, that the perception. God knows that we don't really receive His word as we ought to receive it. Hallelujah. Okay, so the word of God is spirit and it should be interpreted from a spiritual perspective. It should not be taken literally in the sense of it just like every other man wants to interpret words. No, it should be taken from a spiritual perspective. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. Alright, so we find that the word fire is meant for purification, it's meant for You know, purging is meant for uh, bringing one to maturity. And essentially, like we said, there are all different degrees and space. You know, if I use the word, of correction. It all depends on the individual so involved. Hallelujah. Are you listening? It all depends on the degree. Of the individual that is passing through the purging. Glory to God. The kind of fire needed for gold is not the same thing needed for silver. Can somebody say amen to that? Do you understand what I mean by that? Alright. So the degree of fire you need for silver is not the one you need for gold. Depending on the kind of drugs that is finding, either the silver or the gold. Praise the living God. Are you listening to me? And I want you to understand it very well. Okay. So I want to also state in that direction or in that, that dimension that the kind of purging you will need may not be the one I need. Is it clear? Depending on how we relate to God and how much of God's life and His word is within us. The kind of purging you need is not the one I need back into God. Is it clear to us? Alright. And I will tell you accurately that as the truth, because you find that even if two people have to stand on the on the, on the, on the, what is it? The judgment seat, judgment box, or whatever you want to call that. At the court. You see, the offenses committed, determines the, the verdict of the judge. Is it clear? You can see two people commit offense and they brought them to court. And the judge will say, oh, you're sentenced to death. This way, you're sentenced to death. That why you're sentenced to death. That's not true. It all depends on the offense committed. either the one committed more than the other and committed is, is, is them. He may be stole. Okay, so you two years imprisonment with an option of fine? This one, two years imprisonment without option of fine. Be the same judge. Are you listening to that? So you don't expect God, who is all wise and all knowledgeable, part judgment upon everybody on the same offense and everybody enter the same place and suffer the same thing forever and forever and forever. Is anybody understanding me? Praise the living God. That is not good. That is not accurate. That's, that do not make God a wise God. But I think man is one saying God is not wise but we know that God is wise. Now let's look on the second date, Equals snake of fire. Revelation twenty verse fourteen. We've read that before, but let me just read it. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire, and this is the second day. Now, let me explain something again. Just a little bit of a question. If hell you no, know, from what we've read here, is hell gonna be forever? Hello? Hell is cast into what? lake of fire. something in hell, we also terminate. So even if you find people in hell, they're going to eventually all be evacuated into what? <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you getting that? So when you bring the concept of hell for forever and ever and ever the way you put it, you may miss any elements in God's words because the lake of fire is prepared to swallow up all hell. Amen? So there comes a time where you can no longer find hell. If you want to look for hell, you find hell where? In the lake of fire. Glory to God. And when the lake of fire fully doing its job on hell, hell also does what? Disappears. Are you getting that? Praise the Lord. When I was in Abuja, I got some, God was teaching me something. I was watching a program from the BBC TV broadcast, and they were showing this spaceship talking about stars that develop black holes, you know, and that is to say, stars will grow and stay and shine for a number of time, and they develop what we call black hole, and they disappear from existence. Are you getting what I'm talking about? That means all of them has their durations. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Okay. Now that will teach you something. You can use that to interpret. Don't forget, we have all kind of stars. Devil also people say have been a star before. So I think the devil is developing a black hole. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> He's developing a black hole. Amen. Okay now let's move on. Looking at the above passage it is a common belief that the lake of fire is a place for the sinners outside the church. But that is exactly not the case for we are told and I would like us to look at uh, Revelation 2 and verse 11. Let's see who are those that are actually supposed to experience the lake of fire because we use that for sinners. We use hell for sinners, we use lake of fire for sinners. Oh, you are smoking cigarettes, you are going to go to lake of fire. Now look at this. Ah, Are you there with me? He said, he that had an ear, let him hear, now he was speaking to the churches minor. He that had an ear, let him hear what the Spirit said unto the churches. He that of a comment shall not be heard of us. The second dead. So don't forget, what is second dead? Hell. Okay.
1: Now, who was he talking
0: to here? Was Jesus talking to sinners? He was talking to the church. He that overcometh shall not be one heart of what? Second dead. What is second dead? Lake of fire. Now he was speaking to the church. He wasn't talking to all believers outside. Now, let's begin to find out what for he told us, us to back up Let's go back a little bit. Back up to verse 8. I know to the angel of the church is mine and These things this, here, the, the first and the last, which was dead and is alive, I know their works and tribulation of poverty, that thou art rich, and I know the blasphemy of them who say they are Jews, and a not but at the synagogue of Satan? Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that you may be tried, and you shall have tribulation ten days, be thou faithful unto death, and now we do what? Give thee a crown of life. Don't you get this? Okay. Now, what is he talking about? When he talked about synagogue of the Jews he's talking about people that were actually trying to bring believers into bondage of religion hello people that were trying to teach back again the circumcision the way it was before Christianity came into place are you listening to that that's exactly what he was talking about we are talking about those who are holding firm to the initial teaching, if I may use the word, of the Old Testament, or how that circumcision has to be a prerequisite for you to be accepted as a Jew. So these are people who were already converted and then they were trying to bring them back to bondage. And those who are not accepting the you are facing persecution and suffering. Are you listening to it now? Now, what Jesus is telling them is this if you can accept my faith, that you are free from the laws and the rules and regulations, are you listening to that? Okay, you are going to receive a crown of life. Crown of life is authority to rule in life, is to have immortality. He said, I know your tribulation, and you know that you are facing persecution. If you accept my faith even unto death, by implication, if you accept your to die, die to yourself and your thinking and die to whatever thing will come away, you are going to receive immortality. And those who have come shall not be heard by what? The second death. What is the meaning of that? It means even the tribulation purifies you, so that lake of fire will have no part worth in your life. Are you getting this? was saying this to a church. He wasn't saying it to unbelievers. Hello, church. You understand what I mean? So, we don't think that the lake of fire is meant for unbelievers. It's also meant for us. Essentially, it is meant for us. Because the book was not addressed to unbelievers. It was addressed to believers. Praise the Lord. Okay. Now, let's move on. This truly is a case showing us that those who will not be hurt by the second death are the faithful, what is it, are the overcomers in Christ, not those outside. For instance, we are told, now I want you to turn to the place in the book of um, Isaiah 33 verse 14, That's an interesting scripture that you will need to understand that. We don't just talk about sinners and we talk about those outside. I think in this place we have a correct perspective on that, if you can remember. I've always told you that those outside, they are not sinners. What are they? They are what? They are dead in sin and trespasses. They are dead. They are not sinners. To sin means to transgress the law. Is it clear? Okay. Now, Isaiah 33, look at verse 14. What do you find there? He said, The sinners in Zion are afraid. What is Zion? Good. (laughs) The sinners in Zion are afraid. Fearfulness and surprise, what? The hypocrites. Who among you shall dwell with a devouring fire? Who among you, who among us shall dwell with what? Everlasting burning. What is everlasting burning? It's God Himself. For God is what? A consuming fire. So where do you find sinners? In the church. Find sinners outside. They are dead in sin and trespass. People who are dead have no life in them. Praise God, somebody. Is it clear to us? Alright. Now, it is these people who are supposed to be alive in the church who are now sinners that the Bible is addressing. These are the people that want to partake of the lake of fire. God have to allow the fire to burn off whatever thing is left in them which they never have fully in the sacrifice of Christ. Can somebody say "Raise Praise the Lord. Okay. Psalm 50. Let's look at 2 to 3. Psalm 50, 2 to 3. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty God has trained. And God shall come and shall not keep silent. His fire shall be devour before him. And it shall be very tempestuous round about him. Can you get that? it is' the same fire you find what it's wrong. So we're going most to the, the church with fire to actually purify. Glory to God. Did you see it? The Bible said the fire is going to burn go round about and it's very temperature. That is round about who? Round about God. Round about the throne. Which is actually a symbol of the lake of fire. Like we find in the book of Daniel chapter 9. That out of the throne proceeded what a fiery stream of fire. Can you remember that? So if God set up his throne wherever, the fire issues out of it. And we say it is targeted as sin or iniquities in the life of men, especially those who are supposed to be believers. Why? So that they can be prevented from partaking in the lake of fire. Praise the Lord. So like we've already said, the force that is young, Life and acceptance of the sacrifice of Jesus for the blood of Jesus Christ, from all what all our righteousness. Now, if you can't partake of that and live in that, you have every opportunity now made available for you by God through the second day, which is the lake of fire, to experience your salvation. From what that way. flesh and what? The atomic nature. Is it clear to us? Hallelujah. Are you listening? Amen? Alright. So let's not destroy it against sinners. In fact, I was trying to do something this afternoon and I was me something. The concept of our message to the world is wrong. And by the grace of God, we're going to see that very clearly. What God asks us to preach is different from what we are preaching. Amen? Praise the Lord. Okay. Next, we can to see that. The Bible says we are ambassadors of Christ. An ambassador has to represent someone. And there are things with which he carried to represent the person that sent him. And if we truly be Christians and we know what we are doing, our message should change. God is going to help us. Hallelujah. Because the more you make people see certain things, the less they believe in the God you you are preaching. Okay? Can I say this? I think it's, it, it's more difficult for people to accept the kind of God we present because they ought not to see that same God that way. The kind of God we present sometimes is more different from the shrine people present. I don't know if you are following what I'm trying to say. Listen to me. People will tell you this shrine will kill you or will do this or will do that. I don't know if you've if heard that before. Are you listening to me? Now we present the same thing to the church or to Christians. as That is the way our God also acts. not if you understand the me. In, in fact, when we project hell and lake of fire, we are making the living God more dangerous and terrible than even the shrines. Now let me explain. The can only kill your physical body, but we are saying our God, even after you have died, still punishes you forever and ever in the lake of fire. Our God is more wicked than the shrines Help us. Let's move on now. Lake of fire for a time, not eternity. This may shock some of you. A comparison of your scriptures will confirm that this fact. For instance, Revelation chapter 14, 9 to 11. Can we go back there? Revelation 14. There are certain things I want you to note as we're going to read this passage. Revelation chapter 14. 9 to what? 9 to 11. Now, first of all, note this: that in Revelation 13, we talk about the beast and the mark of the beast. And the image and the number of the beast. Amen? That is Revelation 13. Progressively now, verse 9. And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast, and his image, and receive his mark in his forehead, or in his hand. I will not permit me to say one or two things about this. But it's not 666 that you people teach you about it. For those of you who are just coming in, we have a booklet on that. What is the number 66? There's a need for you to study and understand. If you receive a mark in your forehead, it simply means you have the identity of an individual in your thinking. Okay? You're thinking like that individual. That's what it means. Okay, let's progress. Now the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath right of God which is poured. Out with that mixture into the cup of his indignation, they shall be tormented. Now begin to follow that with fire and what? Brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the land Verse 11 And the smoke of their torment ascended up forever and ever. Note that. And they have no rest day nor night who worship the beast and his image and whosoever receives the mark of his name. Let's there. I want us to do a little bit of work study as we're going to progress some days. Praise the Lord. Okay. Now, go down to your outline. Now, in Revelation 40 verse 19, we are told from this passage that those who take the mark of the beast shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. As we consider these things, we shall begin to understand that God is using the lake of fire not as a goal or an end of itself, of His desires, but a process to the end, and that makes the lake of fire to be something that has an. Eight. Let me explain. Lake of fire is not the end in itself. But God is using lake of fire as a process to an end. Now, no. let me see this. What is chastisement meant for if the father executes chastisement on the child? For correction. So what is the end of chastisement? Correction. Now when somebody is corrected, what does the person become? Better. Are you listening now? So chastisement is not the end. It's a process to the end. You listen to me? Now it means lack of fire is not an end a process to what? To an end. It means everyone that passes through the lake of fire concerns better. Hello church? Therefore the lake of fire is a goal It's a process to the end of a goal if I may use the word. God's goal is to have a mature humanity. That is the purpose of salvation. Which is the false death? Now, if you reject your first death, it means you can't be a better human being in the sight of God. So, now that you escape or you reject your first death, He provides second death so that you can still become who God created you to be. What we say saying is this: You cannot be hurt. You cannot be destroyed. You cannot be overcome, you know, all, all of those things. And he said, it has no part or portion. It simply means he, he, it has to do with the degree of life. Thank you, Lord. Let me use this now to help us. We remember the case of the three young men in Babylon Misha, Is it clear? Now, they were thrown into what called, we now call, if may be, a lake of fire. Is it clear? Hello? Alright. Now, were they bonds? Now, what about those who threw them there? What happened to them? Good. Because they did not meet with the condition of that fire. There was somebody in the fire already. Our God is what? goes to the fire. The Lord was there because the king said, I thought you in three, three men, but I can see four people. And the next one looks like who? The son of God. He got a revelation of Jesus. He was right there with them in the fire. That's why he said, if you depart through the valley of the shadow of death, out to the sea, fear no evil for what? I am there with you. So the lake, the two, them took hold these three young men because they've made a the condition They have already become overcomers. Because they told the king, even if you want to throw us there, we are not mindful to answer you about this matter. Are you getting that? But those who did not qualify, who did not have Christ, even they and their family got roasted. Is it clear now? So when you overcome whatever thing that is supposed to be called lake of fire, have no part in you, have no portion in you, cannot hurt you. You may pass through it. People may be experiencing, may be in the midst of it, but it doesn't do anything to you. Because what it was supposed to deal with in your life has already been dealt with in your faith in who, in Christ. Are you following this? Hello, church. All right. Help us tonight to help ourselves. Now praise the Lord. Shall these be for eternity as men will want us to believe? Then the Lord Himself revealed as a lamb and the holy angels of God will never be ever be. Will ever be? Observing opera, sharing fellowship with those unfortunate spirit being tormented forever in their presence. You know? Can we go back a little bit? Let me explain what I mean. Revelation 14. Are you there now? Get your Bible. Look at this. Are we there? In Revelation 14. Okay, let me read now. Those who take the mark of the beast. Look at this 10. This say, shall be Oh, is that the word I'm even looking for? Okay. Now, the saints a drink of the wine of the wrath right of God, which is poured out with a mixture into the cup of his indignation, and he shall be what, tormented with fire and brings to where? In the presence of the holy angels, and where? In the presence of the Lamb. Who is the Lamb? Jesus is the Lamb. Now, Actually, this is what actually took me out from a particular denomination. Because I asked this question in Sunday school and there was no answer. Now, so I'm surprised. you're telling us we're going to be in heaven. We're going to stay in heaven with Jesus Christ shouting, holy, holy, singing hallelujah. But the Bible is telling us here that Jesus Christ and the holy angels are going to be at the edge of the lake of fire where the sinners and the wicked ones are going to be tormented forever and ever and ever. When then are we going to have fellowship with Jesus in heaven? They said I came to cause confusion. But it's all because they couldn't give an answer to my question. Do you follow what I'm saying? So if the lake of fire is an experience for eternity, that means Jesus will always be there for what? For eternity. And I wonder if Jesus is going to be enjoying or having anything to do with joy. Because these are the people he created. And here they have been tormented and he's watching them. And the picture they gave to me is that the devil will be the one to supervise them. I don't exactly know what I'm talking about. He says, thing. that tells you what religion can do. So Jesus and the holy angels are there and watching the saints and all the people, not don't forget, the saints are also going to be there. Okay? Being tormented forever and ever. And Jesus will be there watching. The Holy Angels will be there watching. And the devil judges. just for Have seen those burning, turning them? Have you seen chicken? Or oh, two years before? Just turning them and turning them. And then somebody say, Increase the fire. I say, yes, sir. You know? That's religion. Hallelujah! Are you listening to this? It means the lake of fire is in God's presence. Am I correct? It's right in His presence. You don't find the lake of fire somewhere and heaven somewhere else. It's in His presence. I have always asked this question. The Bible tells me in the Book of Genesis that when God was to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, He raised fire and brimstone from where? So where do you find fire, fire and bring In heaven. So if you want to find the lake of fire and brainstorm, where do you find it? It's God's presence. It can not be outside of God's presence. Bible never teaches that. So when you separate heaven and hell, making some previous mistakes. Something becomes hellish when dark with God cannot accept unto his presence. Hallelujah. Baby says from the book of Psalms, so where can I hide from you? For God to heaven, you are there. For me to see you are there. Under the sea you are there. Only the earth you are there. Where can I hide from your presence? Yes, everywhere. And he is the one that cannot behold evil. So anytime evil comes to his presence, he's tormented. That's why he finds that the demons that was in that man in the cemetery, they already started getting tormented because Jesus appeared in their presence. When he said, it is not time for us to be tormented, it meant because you have not yet gone to the cross. The devils knew. Have you come to torment us when it's not time? That they want a time for them to be tormented. What time was that? It's not when he's going to be in the lake of fire. It's when he it will go to the cross. That's when he bruise the head of Satan. And their power shall be finished. And then the apostles can move out, And the devils are also subject unto what? Unto them. That's what it meant. Hallelujah. And this is where the devil is submitted now. Because he can curse the devil. Do they not believe this sons shall follow them? They shall cast out the devil's word. many. Hallelujah. Now, so that is the issue. I think we have the wrong theology there. So let's move on a little bit. But how would the saints of God even have fellowship with the Lord in heaven? That's why St. Paul was saying, work out your own salvation with fear. fire, even as the scripture says. Take away the dross by fire from the receiver and they shall comfort what? A vessel for what? For the receiver. Take away the dross. Fire does that. Now, what we're trying to explain now is this. The degree of fire you will need may not be the one I need. The one I will need may not be the one you need. Praise the Lord. Lead and silver and gold, they are not of the same quality. The amount of fire that silver needs for it to come into share may not be the same in that lead we need. Lead we need a heavier fire. Am I correct? Praise the living God. Now what about iron? Can you compare iron to gold? Amen. You want to know the kind of fire you need for iron to shape it? Go to DSC. And you see the furnace of fire. Rewind. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay, so that's what we're talking about. We are all in this church. We are all in the body of Christ. The degree of fire that each and every one of us needs is not the same with the other man. Some will be completely spiritual and body from the use of what cast into the lake of fire. Some will receive a portion and it could be a chastisement from the Lord. Okay? It does a corrective measure from the Lord because of the relationship and the fellowship. The Lord shared something with me yesterday, but I just say, God, thank you. You are living father. In you know, individual life matters to God. And it is based on your relationship and fellowship with him it that He talks to you. Amen, somebody? Hallelujah. Are we fully? Alright. Let's move on now. Now, in Job 23, verse 10, the Bible says, Oh, am I right? Okay. What did he say? When he has tried me, as shall comfort what? As God. When God himself has tried him, he will comfort us Go. That's Job talking. That means, as at the time he was saying this, he was going through a process. But by revelation, understood that a process will produce something Precious in his life, Amen. He was prepared to go through the process because he understood at the end that the process would produce something better in his life, and it was this revelation that kept him going. That is why he would not come toward the wife. And some of the people said, "Cause God and die." Praise the Lord. Amen. We find that there is a gold place and there is a silver place. Alright? In God. And all of them is processed in the house of the Father. Now, but what is the difference for us? We said we can go on through it now by dying to serve through the sacrifice of Jesus by allowing the cross to cross out all of our self-will and righteousness, that everything about the I, the ego in man, the Adam man, is followed up in the Him forever. Explain this to you again. What are we talking about? How do we pass through this process without, or how do we overcome without going through the lake of fire so that the lake of fire will not hurt us? It is as we allow Jesus to deal with every bit of what is in love that we pick from Adam. Praise the living God. Now, one of the strongest place. I mean, let me read something. It's like something here. Go in your life. That is the real man that is standing so strong. You need to deal with it. Galatians two, verse twenty. Can we look at something there? Spirit just speaking out of my heart. Galatians two, verse twenty. Praise the Lord. You see, this gospel of Jesus, let's look at it, before I see what I have to say. Are we there in Galatians 2.20? I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I. I want you to note those two strong words, or what do I call this now? in me, and the life which I live, look at this, in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who gave himself, who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen? Now I want you to know that, I won't have time to go too deep into this, but there are two eye here, and if you watch them, they are capitulators. Did you find that in your Bible? you want to take ask yourself if Jesus were in my shoes what will he do it will help you if Jesus will forgive then forget right there if Jesus will complain go on complaining if Jesus will speak to other people about it go and tell people Are you listening? There was a book I read about this. They just put in something and I said, this is going to be our philosophy. It was a printing press. Okay. Now, it came to a point they were to publish certain things. The publishing was going on so fast and they brought in some things to be published and this man said, we will no longer do that because we are Christians. Are you getting that? Because they ask the question, if Jesus the only printing press, will he publish this article? And the answer says, No, it's so okay, we're not publishing it. Because Jesus will not publish it. See? It will guide you, it will help you. You may pay a price, but you're also escaping from the lake of fire. If Jesus will be alive, will you do what you are doing? If you not to obey a wife, how will you address the husband? If you don't to be a husband, how will he address the wife? If you don't to be a son related to a father and a mother, how will he behave? Are you listening to me? Ask yourself those questions. Whatever answers you have, walk with it. Praise the Lord. Let's move on now. Oh. So, where am I? Now, in dying to sin, we start from the inward and then outward as a manifestation of that which has taken place within. This is the second day. Now, I want to explain something. It's very important. We don't start from the outward, we start from the inward. And it manifests on the outside. Amen. We have religion that dresses the outside, but the inward man is dead. I spoke this at a quiet when I was ministering. We have taught the, the salvation process very wrongly to people. Because when we use it from the tabernacle, we say, well, salvation starts from the altar court. You move into the holy place. You move to the most holy place. But that's not correct. Because the most holy place is your spirit. The first place for salvation is from where? Your spirit. You know, it doesn't from your outward man, it starts from your inward man. So theology deceived us. And that's why we are having problems. And that's why our theology is more on the outside and not on the inside. And so it's difficult for us to appreciate in the God. But if, uh, if one man receives light, it breaks into our soul. From our soul, it breaks into, what? into our body. Remember the study on the whole man's redemption. It starts from the spirit, it doesn't start from the outside. Hallelujah. Immortality is the last thing. But the forces of to be saved is what? Your spirit. Praise the living God. So let's understand what we're dealing with. So, when God begins to walk, so the first thing that God does with is our spirit, man. Our salvation starts from the spirit, man. Our redemption starts from the spirit, man. So every filthiness in our spirit is set bought away by the Spirit of the Father that comes to dwell within us. He that is joined to the Lord is what? One spirit. He doesn't join to our soul, He joins to our spirit. From our spirit, He moves to our soul. From our soul, He moves to our physical bodies. Hallelujah. Now, when this process is taking place, it's not cheap and it's not easy and it's not a day's job. Depending on the amount of God's word you are receiving, and God gives you grace, you can overcome certain things within your soul. Because that is the deadliest aspect of man. Your will and your emotions and your feelings, your intellect. It's difficult to harmonize these things into God's spirit. That is why you need fellowship. Constant salvation goes forward. So the more the spirit of the world comes into your life, your mind begins. Because the Bible talks about the spirit of your mind, it means your mind has a spirit. Hallelujah. Now the word continues to come in there and begin to do a work in your spirit. From your spirit to your mind, your will, your intellect. And when all of this begins to get harmonized into God, I tell you, your lifestyle changes. I can always tell you this: what can cause people to turn upside down? Can always make you stand upright. When your soul is redeemed, you know we blast tongue from our spirit, man. We don't speak tongue from our soul, man. Are you hearing that? The spirit can manifest from your spirit, man. That is not to say your soul is redeemed. That is why a carnal Christian can still blast tongues, do signs and wonders, miracles, healing, because it flows from the spirit. Amen? But the carnal Christian, and I'm saying is, he is still envious, jealous, and he's doing all those things that are not supposed to be done by Christians. That is why we have carnal... Christians, Christians, if you will, hallelujah. Okay, now let's move on again. Praise the Lord. Now, this is what am I correct? Okay, dying to say, we started from the inward man or the outward man. Okay, I'm right there. Okay, now this is the second death process. So, truly. If you partake of the first death in Christ, then the second death, which is the lake of fire, we have no part in you. Let us not forget that death on hell were also cast into what? The lake of fire. Showing that death has no continuity after the period of time. Am I correct, somebody? It was introduced after creation in Genesis 3. And whatever has a beginning has an end. For the wages of sin is, what, dead? And the last enemy to be destroyed is, what, dead? 1 Corinthians 15, 26. As it is into what the lake of fire. Therefore, the lake of fire is dead in the programs of God. Am I correct? Alright. So there comes a season and a time, I rejoice in this, that death can no longer, and will no longer function on the face of the earth. There comes a time in the history of humanity when death can no longer prevail because it was done away with. Why? Because it was introduced at a point in history. And that was Genesis three. When man partook of the tree of mother of good and evil, death was introduced. Death was not there in Genesis one, death was not there in Genesis 2. Hallelujah. Am I making sense to you? Alright. So, Lake of Fire will eliminate death. So, of course, we should be asking for Lake of Fire because it has some good things. Smoke ascended day and night. Let's look at that. The Revelation 14, verse 11, and the Revelation 20, verse 10. He said the smoke of the atonement ascended day and night forever and ever. Now, that the judgment of the righteous is not perpetual is clearly seen from the above passage when the scripture says and the smoke of the torment ascended all forever and ever and there are no day no rest day and night And surely we don't know or ought to know by now that you cannot find day and night in eternity hello church so it's wrong theology to teach that hell yeah, or lake of fire is forever and ever and ever. Because the smoke of this is ascended day and night. Let's look at something Revelation 22. What they find in eternity is all light. No darkness whatsoever. Revelation 22. Um, Let's the verse 3 to 5 of Revelation 22. Am I correct? Let me see if that's what I'm looking for. Okay, three to five. Are we all there? Okay. And there shall be no more cause, they will not them, but the throne of God, like a fire, and of the lamb shall be in it, and the servant shall serve him, and they shall see his face. Now it's and heaven fled from his face. And now here is a people that will do what? See his face. And when you see his face, you become like him. And his name shall be in your forehead. Now the first time they have the mark of the beast, or where? On your forehead. Now what do you find in your forehead? The name of God. Now what is the name of God? The reasoning pattern of God. The thinking pattern Pattern of God, the nature, the character of God in their thinking. And that's why we can stand before His face. Hallelujah. Now, and there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord giveth them light, and they shall reign forever. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. Is somebody following this? We come to a place in eternity where you don't have need of the sun or the moon. Because of the things that walks in the natural. Now, if you go on a little bit from the outline, read on now, Um We say specifically, verse 5 says, and there shall be no night there and they shall need no candle as artificial light, neither light of the sun. In fact, it is a clear indication that day and night can only be found in the natural order of times and seasons. You find that in Genesis 1, to 15, Genesis, Genesis 1, 14 to 15, the Bible says, God oh, created two lights. One great light to rule the day, which is called the sun, And a greater light to rule the night. Which is called what? The moon. Hallelujah. And in Genesis chapter 8 verse 22 the Bible says. As long as having time will not cease. Day and night. shall not the word. cease." So day and night are factors that relate to natural order. They are not factors of eternity. Hello. And here the Bible is saying that they are not ascended of day and night. Could this be eternity? A <laughs> Praise the Lord. And so we cannot see that for their promise to be forever and ever does not even agree with their and night. As day and night come in. If I to end. Besides, forever and ever does not make sense. For if forever already means without end, then we cannot have a repeat of it to make it forever and ever. I don't know if I'm making sense to you. In English language, you simply say it is forever. And that means continuity. Hello? Hello? Now, if you begin to say forever and ever, you are just simply doing what? Repeating yourself. Is it clear? And I'm sure you already know that. Those who were in the Bible studies a few weeks ago, we spoke of what do you call that? Is that when you find it in the book of Psalm, it talks about forever and beyond. What do you get that? Olava Adam. That's the Hebrew word for that. You forgot it so soon. You're not sure. Hey God, God will help us. <laughs> that is va Adam in the Hebrew. Okay? Now, if you're talking of forever and ever in the Hebrew for instance, you're gonna say Olam and Olam. Or Olava Alam. Praise the living God. If you read for the. Or something. Are you there with me? And to make all see what is the fellowship of his mystery, which is from the beginning of the age, have the hidden God who created all things by Jesus Christ. The word war she read age. I don't know if you find that in your New Living Bible. What do you find? Is in war? Praise the Lord. Take time to find out that. So that is what you have there. Now, what the key thing I want you to understand here is the word beginning. Did you see the beginning there? Huh? The beginning. That's what I'm trying to point at. world without end. Have you read that? Now, if a thing has a beginning, it must have what? An end. Now, here it talks about the beginning of the world. So, it's not talking about the globe. It's talking about when sudden things begin to come into place. Don't worry. Praise the Lord. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. It's talking about when sudden things or is was given us in Christ Jesus before the world does what? Began. Good. So there is a beginning of the ages. So anything that has a beginning also has what an end, that's what we're trying to explain. Praise the Lord. So let us try to finish up now. Now what is the purpose of judgment? It's good we know this. Oh, I remember request as a pastor, that you treat judgment, we're going to treat that fully sometime as the Spirit gives release for it. But let's look at this now. Why would you not have enough room here to describe fully what judgment is all about? It is important we read one basic scripture that brings out the mind of God on this subject, and that is Isaiah 26, verse 9, which says, with my soul have I desire thee in the night, yea, with my spirit within me will I seek thee early. For when thy judgments are in the eye, the inhabitants of the world will do what? Will learn righteousness. Praise the Lord. Just read on again. Again we read in Psalm 96 verse to thirteen. Say among the heaven. Oh, I just like this as well. Say among the heaven. Now, let's put it this way. Say among the unbelievers that the Lord read it. The world also shall be established that it shall not be moved. He shall judge the people righteously. So, let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad. Let the zero and the fullness thereof, let the feed be joyful, and all that is therein, they shall all the trees of the world rejoice before the Lord, for he does what? He cometh, for he cometh to do what? To judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness, and the people with what? With his truth. As a way of emphasis, I want to request, I mean, a, a re, a re, re-quote Isaiah 20, verse 9, from the New Living Translation. And it says, All night long I set for you and."